What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to Wrestling POV Global. Hi, fans. Welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me today, as always, my co-host, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio? Yes, How's it going, brother? I'm doing well. Oh, uh, you know what? Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm I'm doing well. I had uh, I had uh, quite a week. I got that, that information for you on that CD. The title of the CD is by Atlantis. It's called Such Pretty Forks in the Road. I sat down and listened such, to it. I, such, listen to that. Such Pretty Forks on the Road. Sounds classy. Sounds like something you could even listen to you with your children. Uh, sounds like some great music. Let's compare that to our American brothers, uh, Cardi B. Um, Wet Ass Pussy, I believe, is the name of her last. What the hell garbage is that? What? That is, wow. Seriously. Seriously, guys. The they two, worship Cardi B. There's two songs that stand out for me on that Go CD. Ahead. One is called A Blaze. And the other one is called Reasons I Drink mm-hmm. on the Atlanta CD. Those two, the two songs that stand out for me. Reasons She Drink is she probably heard that WAPS <laughs> song by Cardi B and thought, oh my God, this is what the world's becoming. I think alcoholism is the only way out. Oh, I have to, I have to before you get started, I have to tell you this happened on Sunday night while we were recording uh, WPOV Aftermath. Okay. Which can be found on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and tune in for free. Nice. And tune in, by the way, is the name of the thing. It almost sounded like you said it's just for them to tune in. Tune in as a service. Trust me. And, um, okay, what happened? What happened? Okay, what happened? I, we recorded at 10 o'clock, okay? I, right. I'm such a proud parent because I left the kids upstairs. They're watching Cobra Kai. I came down here. We were recording Aftermath. And I was done. I shut everything down and went upstairs. They were still watching this. I'm like, are you still, I'm like, you're still watching this? And my dad, my dad's like, no, my mom's like, hey, well, it's not finished yet. I'm like, the movie's not finished yet. I'm like, movie? No, no, this, TV is, this is a series, it's like a TV show. I'm like, wait, what episode are you on? So I took the PlayStation controller and I checked what episode it was. They were on season one, episode nine. Then I oh my lord, them. they sat and watched nine episodes. I, I turned to them, I'm like, are you telling me you two just binge watch eight episodes straight? You guys are badasses. <laughs> and then your dad got up and karate the shit out of your mom for everything he learned on karate. He, he, he likes it. My, my dad doesn't like anything that's on TV today, but he likes Cooper Kai. Because anytime I tell him, that's I'm, like, awesome. I'm like, you want to watch this? He's like, I don't want to see this bullshit. Yeah. But now he, you likes, gotta he, say, like, he likes Cooper Kai. So now, now whenever you want to approach a show, you yep. just say to dad when he starts going, you go, no, no, dad, it's, it's like Cobra Kai. <laughs> no matter if it's not, like it's nothing like Cobra right? Kai. It's like Cobra Kai. No, no, he'll know after. If he sits there and watch five minutes, he's like, change this bullshit. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. But yeah, that's so, that's so cool. Well, you know what, folks? Uh, yeah, first of all, Props to Cobra Kai. I know we're a wrestling show, but uh, Cobra Kai is one hell of a fun show. It um, is fun, yeah. 
Um, you know, I've, I've been putting off watching it. I love Karate Kid. I, I was trying to convince my wife to watch it with me. It looked interesting. Uh, she was really reluctant. And now we're like halfway through season two in just a couple of days. So yes, it's, it's short. It's half hour episodes. It's Yo. fun. And you know what, I, do you know what I like about it, Elio? What's the this? coolest part about that show is there, there are no real good guys or bad guys. Nope. Um, everybody is kind of either like everybody is good and bad in there. Everybody has good points, but they also have some terrible points. You know, uh, the character Daniel LaRusso, who is the original uh, protagonist in the first one, he's kind of a dickhead. I mean, he's okay, but he's kind of an arrogant prick. Uh, Johnny, who is the big bad guy in the first one, well, he's a he's a likable guy. Yeah, except like, he just has he has poor choices and not very good morals. So sometimes, sometimes like he's good, but then sometimes no, sometimes he's bad, and sometimes you can see like he's really a cool guy. He's like a good guy. Well, I wouldn't say he's bad. His problem is he's good heart, but he hasn't been taught right. But Chris you know? is, is just a heel. Yeah, there's he is the one heel. He'll in this always entire, be the heel. He'll always, if, maybe if he always was an MGBW, he. He would he would uh, be a good match for Minoru Suzuki because they're both evil heels. That is true. And, and and Johnny is in your heart just like Master Watto is. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the hero of your What dreams. is it with you and Master Watto? What you, you get a thing for the guy? What is this, me? You love yeah, you mistaken. love Master Watto and and I I don't know I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, I guess we should probably talk some wrestling since this is a wrestling show. Yep. Not, uh, we don't need to be talking, I guess, Cobra Kai or Elio's secret crush over Master Watto. Those are kind of weird things we should put for another day, another podcast. But uh, let's get into wrestling this week. Um, I want to open up the show with, uh, let's, talk, let's start off with Impact. Because I don't want, I did not get a chance to watch Impact this week. You did. Tell me what you saw in Impact. Tell me what interested you. Okay, let's see. Impact. Impact's kind of like fun again. Like I just okay. kind of look for. I kind of look for. And don't. To it. And, and when you say fun, don't tell me like that House of Wrestling crap fun. Is that is that what no, you mean? No, thank God. I, so I hate that. Oh my God. Okay, thank God. But, We're gonna have um, a poll. We we had a poll about that this week, folks. And unfortunately, as I'm rolling my eyes, not all of you agreed with me of my in <laughs> the show. So. We're going to have to see where that goes. Okay, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was saying how I was never really a fan of TJP, but, but I like the NJPW version of TJP, and I like the Impact Wrestling version of TJP. I wasn't a fan of the WWE version, but uh, this week, uh, the show opened up. He had a great match against Chris Bay with the winner uh, going on to face Rohit Rashu for the for, uh, I believe it's the exhibition championship. Okay, now I got Okay, you say you don't like the uh, WWE version of um, TJP. TJT, yeah. Which I, I got to say, I did like it. I liked it when he used to come out and it would be like a video game go down the middle of the thing. I don't know. I thought it was different. I like TJP. I think he got gets the short end of the stick a lot. It was like a 50-50. I, actually, probably more people disliked TJP, uh, his presentation. I liked it. Um, this Chris Bay guy... I don't know what to think uh, of this dude. I, so, I don't so, uh, know if yeah, I like him. TJP wins, so he gets the title match against mm -hmm. Rohit Raju. And now Rohit Raju, there's a guy who I could not stand last year, and I'm starting to enjoy his wrestling. He's obviously worked very hard because now he seems much more of a credible wrestler. You know, 
when it was the Desi Hit Squad, I only used to watch for Gamma Singh Jr., you know? Okay, and uh, there was another, uh, they had an interview with Jordan Grace, and uh, she was asking about, uh, and uh, she was asking um, the interviewer about, you know, Dashwood, where she been? Mm -hmm. And uh, then she was like, well, we can ask her next time I interview her. And Jordan Grace was like, no, no, we can ask her right now. So they went to lock in the door. And the door opens, her personal photographer uh, comes out, and uh, this guy's name is Caleb with a K. Caleb with a K. Caleb Connolly. I had to Caleb look this up. Connolly, oh. Okay, I had to look this okay. guy up. Right? So that's who popped up. And uh, they had uh, Susie on there again, mm -hmm. which I, I actually messaged you because I was surprised yes. about this one. This really surprised me. Please, please enlighten Susie is so young. Yeah, now that blows me away because <laughs> um, every time I see Sue Young, you know, she's got all the blood and, and the white makeup on and all this overly dramatic stuff. I really thought she was much older lady mm -hmm. just from that presentation. I didn't know anything about her except for that. Yep. And then when I saw that, I remember watching, you know, because we've had to watch that wrestling house. And Susie, I'm like, man, that is a very cute little Asian girl they got in the back. She acts really dumb and out of everything, but she's cute. And then you tell me it's Sue Young, and I'm like, holy <laughs> crap. Makeup can make a big difference. Now the, way. Wow. now, the main event I didn't care for, Eric Young versus Tommy <clears throat> Dreamer. Because oh, God. Apparently, yeah. the, show, the show opened up with Eric Young. Oh, Edwards uh, confronted him. She went to slap him. He was going to go drill her with the power driver, and then Tommy Dreamer comes out for the save. So that led to their match, which was a main event. It's 2020. Why in the hell is Tommy Dreamer even sniffing around people's jocks, let alone their belts? So oh, RVD, apparently next week, RVD and Katie Forbes are going to debut their own talk show, the whole effing talk show. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Now, can, I, can I go back for one second here? Sure. When Jordan Grace was being interviewed and she did the da-da-da, let's go check it out, yep. did it make it look... Did, did she look dumb to you doing that, or did it seem okay? Because to me, in my mind, that seems just stupid. Like, oh, I don't know, let's go ask her now. Like, I don't know. Did she come off good looking in this thing, or did she come off looking stupid? Uh, she, she was looking, like, like really mad. Like, whoa, whoa, why don't we go and ask her now? Okay. Yeah, I decided, yeah, you should just really make So basically, this was just a way to slip in Caleb Conley. Yeah, it didn't, make, it didn't really make her look good. Okay. And I have to talk about this one part because yeah. I can't believe it's Motor City Machine Guns versus the Rascals. Mm -hmm. And the one part that was Madison Rain on commentary. This was Casey Lennox level type commentary. Oh no, oh no. Because uh, um, after the match, um, um, the Rascals were attacked by Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. Yeah. Madison Rain was like. Team. Terrible team. Imagine me, it's like, why? Why are they doing this? I'm like, that's Casey Lennox. level bad. Oh, Casey Lennox. <laughs> folks who are wondering what we're babbling about, there was a, on MLW, there used to be a girl named Casey Lennox. interviewer. Who was by far the worst, most untalented interviewer. Good looking girl. Um, she had about the charisma and knowledge of a stone. Yeah, uh, she was up there. She was terrible. And she to the point where she made it to the book where we were just like, get this idiot off our TV. <laughs> Obviously, her prettiness was not enough because she only lasted, I don't know, a couple months on, on MLW and she was gone. I and actually, I, I think they actually, uh, she was told to, I think, I think she was told to portray that character because she's actually a wrestler outside of MLW. 
Oh, maybe, but that yeah. portrayal was but that horrible. That was terrible, yeah. Uh, just overall, uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, like I said, it's fun. There were some good, some bad. Sammy Callahan had his own stupid um, segment where he was hacking a computer, talking about life being a story of numbers, and he's got plans to invade uh, the Robbie RVD's show next week. But just a, it was a fun show. I'm going to go with a B on this one this week. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, you know what, folks? Uh, this time of the program, we usually uh, we take a look at some polls. We usually put out some questions. We call it the Hot Topic of the Week. Yep. And this week, we are fat with Hot Topics because we have actually three Hot Topics this yeah. week. Yeah. And we're going to go through all three of them and, and see what kind of... Uh, see what kind of things you guys reacted to, uh, how you saw these polls. And some of them are in the form of polls. First of all, the first one I want to tackle is, uh, uh, we, we put up a question, this has sort of been our inter-promotional dream booking matches. Uh, I know they'd asked me uh, about a bunch of dream matches I would like to see of AEW versus um, WWE people. Um, and, and all of us were putting these together. I can't remember exactly if I picked actually, this actually, one or not. When, when, when uh, we started uh, putting these matches together, I was in, yeah. every, every time I went to type in one match, I'm like, it, and someone already posted it. I'm like, oh, that was just the match I was just thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> these are matches that all of us have <laughs> yeah. wondered about. And the whole point was AEW, versus, AEW wrestlers versus WWE wrestlers, yep. but not in the sense of wrestlers who had just come over. Like, we didn't like, oh, now that, you know... Uh, Zack Ryder's here. You know, no, we meant like people who probably have not faced each other for a very long time or wouldn't for a long time. And they were our dream matches. And the first one that we, uh, we are the first, sorry, last week's first one was uh, Kenny Omega and Seth Rollins, which was pretty evenly split uh, for fans and the people here on WPOV. This week um, was a tough one for me. This was a tough one, and I, I remember submitting this one, and I'm sure others did too. Asuka representing the WWE versus mm -hmm. Sheeta of the AEW. Now, anyone who listens to the show knows I'm in love with Sheeta. I, I, I think she's, she's, she's just beautiful, and she's also very talented, very strong, good wrestler. Yep. Um, but before we get into uh, people's reactions and, and talk, what do you, who would you pick on this, Elio? Who is who would you say? Like, who, who would you pick in, in this dream battle for yourself? I do like Asuka, but I'm going to pick Sheeta because um, oh, even even though they have given Asuka the title uh, a few times, uh, and she's had, like, Robin's championship. But I think um, mm -hmm. what did it for her was when Charlotte Flair beat her at WrestleMania. They broke okay. that streak that she had. So for you, that was, you, so, you see Sheeta so, as a bit of a stronger... Yeah, I'm going to go with Sheeta, yeah. Okay. Um, now, this may surprise you. I love Sheeta. That, that's a known fact. Um, I love Asuka a lot, too. And I jokingly said it's because she wears her underwear on the outside. No, it's because she's a very talented wrestler and a very attractive lady. However, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I have, to give it, uh, I have to give it to Asuka because I just feel Asuka has a few more... Well, quite a few more years of wrestling experience under her belt than Sheeta. Also, not just years, but also much more big name wrestlers and, and much more experience than Sheeta. I think they're both tremendous. I think this would be a really good match. Obviously, super hard hitting. I mean, Asuka has a lot of uh, serious strikes, but let's not, let's not forget Sheeta. Her, her knee strike game is, is incredible. 
Um, I just think that they're so evenly matched in their arsenal of strikes and holds. I just think that I'm going to give it to Oscar because I just think Oscar would has that experience edge. And I think she would exploit a slip up if she makes a slip up. Uh, I, I'm thinking, I don't think it would be a knockout or a submission in this one. I think it would be a, a surprise roll up, uh, a trap pin, something really quick that just Sheeta just missed her footing and, and the experience of Oscar kicks in. Now we threw it out to you guys and the fans and we uh, had a poll and according to our poll, it looks like 80% of you, picked Asuka and 20% Sheeta. This is no indictment against Sheeta, by the way. Asuka, like I said, a a very talented, longtime veteran. She's got to have at least 10 years more wrestling experience than Sheeta. Sheeta, incredible young star. I still think, uh, with maybe the exception of Chris Drylander, uh, she is probably one of the best girls, probably the best girl in AEW wrestling right now. We do have one comment. Oh, you, what, what was the comment? From Charles, Shen, Charles Sanders just, pulled, just uh, commented, hashtag Sheeta. Hashtag Sheeta. So Josh Sanders doesn't know how to apparently vote <laughs> properly, so he just wrote the name instead of... Okay, yeah. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Tell you, I should just punch you. That was a terrible comment. <laughs> I didn't write it. No, you didn't have to read it. I mean, it just it was a vote. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right, let's go on to the next topic. The next topic we had was one that I was very curious about. This all had to do with Wrestle House. Oh, my okay? God. Now, Wrestle House, as, as, as you can tell by the sound in, uh, the, the sound in Elio's voice and uh, the derision <laughs> in mine, that both of us are not big fans of the Wrestle House. Nope. Okay? Um, I'm sorry for, I'll let you go first. What, what, what about a Wrestle House annoys you, buddy? You know what I'm going to say? Sure, like you said, um, it uh, showcases uh, some wrestlers and gives us an insight to like who these guys are. But I just think the whole overall presentation was just stupid and boring, and just like re- really bad version of the real world. Yeah, I just which itself I is a real bad like, version like, of real life. Especially the, the the wrestling matches they had, like mm-hmm. that took place like outside. It was just really poorly done. Tommy Dreamer with a stupid match time every time they had a match. Yeah, you know. Everything about concept. it was just terrible, and I'm glad it's over and done with. I don't know whose who's know, idea that was, but. I, I'm glad it's done with. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm too much of a wrestling purist. I mean, yeah. I got to admit, uh, it really brought out uh, the personalities of Kaylee Ray. It really brought out the personalities of Rosemary, who yep. surprised me. I knew nothing really of Rosemary's personalities or her potential until watching this. Mm-hmm. However, it brought in some people just were just as crappy. Now, we know you like Johnny Swinger. Come on. No, no. I'm we not know he's your favorite. Uh, if, you you know think, if you say Master Waters is my favorite, then Johnny Swinger is your favorite. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I know he's not your favorite in this. I know you're all about <laughs> Taya Valkyrie. Um, <laughs> all about rosemary all about rosemary uh, good luck with that um, <laughs> um but all in all it, it just come off as like okay you know it's like when you try and get your friends to watch wrestling and you're like oh no it's not that bad it's professional it's good it's, yep. you know and then they put this kind of crap on and you're kind of like embarrassed and cringing yep. and you know it's so low rate i mean they want to compare themselves to the real world. I mean, that's like saying, you know, 
comparing yourself to a turd on the highway. I mean, why no, would you bother? Apparently, I, I read um, where this was something they, just, they came up with during this whole COVID thing. I'm like, that's no excuse. That's no reason. Well, them. you know what? That maybe it would have been okay for a one episode. It's just like, yeah. do you remember when AEW did the the slap fight? Do you remember that? It was like everybody was slapping each other across the camera, and and they had like stars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, they, yeah. they they like take the their phone where they slap yeah. it and lands yeah, it yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that was funny. Yep. But it would not have been funny if that was like two, three, four weeks in a row. It was funny as a one-off. And maybe Wrestle House might have been interesting as a one-off, but it just got really thin really quick. Yep. And I was not a fan of it, but we sent it out to you fans. Asked you, tell me, Elio, what are the, what are the votes? Who won the? Did people, in 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 a, in in general, did people like Wrestle House, or did they think it was nonsense like we did? So let's take a look at the numbers here. For Russell House, 66% voted yes. It's entertaining. 33% voted no. Holy smoke. <laughs> so, Russell House, well, I guess two-thirds of the fans enjoyed it. Like I said, we don't always agree on stuff. And uh, if there was a thing, well, you know what? I guess if it, I got to say, if two-thirds of you thought it was good, then it was a success in a sense. Okay. Just All not right, for me then. or Elio. Yep. All right. The third thing we had to talk about mm -hmm. concerns a wrestler currently competing in uh, AEW, who's a former WWE wrestler. We're talking, of course, about Sean Spears, okay? And we want to know people's thoughts, you know, on how his AEW run so far has compared to his WWE run. And this is a tough one, and I'd like to, I'm going to tackle this one first, okay? Okay. Um, first of all, his WWE run... There are people who say, oh, Ty Dillinger in NXT had a great year. Okay. He did okay. Mm -hmm. However, his full WWE run was not a success. Um, he actually floated around in developmental in NXT for years before the Ty Dillinger thing. He wrestled as Gavin Spears. Wow. See, I, I don't even remember him as a stand that backstage, whatever, that got into kick, mm -hmm. super kicked by Shawn Michaels. Well, yeah, well, he worked as uh, as Gavin Spears, didn't get very far. They actually released him. They rehired him back uh, later on, mm -hmm. a year or so later. Uh, they he, re he floated around. They gave him the Ty Dillinger gimmick, which worked really well on NXT. However, he went to the main roster. People loved him for, oh, 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it was about as, as popular as Fandango. And see, and see, time. see. That's where that ties in. Yeah, about 10 seconds because the perfect 10 it followed him to the main <laughs> roster. And I think that, that, that's what, that's what uh, I did it for him because like he was uh, stuck with that whole 10 gimmick. Possibly, possibly. Now, in AEW, he's come along. Yeah. He really has not made much of a dent in the last while. At least if you watch Dynamite, you think he's not really much of anything. However, he has been putting together a rather successful run in AEW Dark. And they're really repackaging him, uh, trying to, and we talked about this, if the Horseman thing starts, they're trying to make him sort of the Tully Blanchard role of the original Horseman. I think, I think putting him with Tully Blanchard was good. Mm -hmm. Definitely for him. I know a lot of people are shaking their head about that. 
And let me explain to older fans, and I'm, or to younger fans here, and I'm looking at you, Rick. Um, <laughs> the role of Tully Blanchard changed in The Horseman. Originally, he was in the role that you make fun of a Barry Windham being in. He was the singles guy who held the U.S. title, who was the guy, the gatekeeper you had to get through before you could get to Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Then, when Ole Anderson left, he, he, he transitioned down with Arn to become a tag team champion, and they brought in, like, Barry Windham and other wrestlers in that role, Lex Luger, other assorted guys. So um, I think they're grooming him to be the gatekeeper for Omega. That's my guess. Uh, does that mean Omega's going to win the belt? I don't know. But if there's a horseman, uh, re-put together a redo, if you will, um, I think he will fit in as the original Tully Blanchard role. And whoever is the fourth, and I'm still thinking it's going to be Kenny, he'll be the gatekeeper to get to Kenny. You have to get through uh, Spears. And so, you know, he, he's been looking better, but it's hard to tell. I mean, let's face it, me and Elio do not watch Dark. It's, it's, it's a tough one. But from all reports that I've heard coming out of Dark, he's being positioned as a strong uh, contender there. He's putting together a great uh, one-loss record. Um, I watch this one for energy. That's it. Entire Conti. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you fans think? That's the interesting thing. I'm curious of what, uh, of what fans think of the, the, the difference in the runs here. And I'm uh, just checking through our thing. Here's a comment. Um, went from 10 to A. That <laughs> was Colin Moore. Good one, Colin. Went from 10 to A. <laughs> That's not okay. bad. Andre oh, Hutchinson okay. says, it's a very, very slight improvement. In WWE, he got very over, and WWE let it go cold without ever even attempting to capitalize. AEW hasn't put him in anything substantial, but he can be plucked in places and it not be out of place. He's a little aimless, but not completely sunken. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alrighty. Um, here we go. Uh, Alden, Alden, ooh, sorry if I missed your name, Jakovic, Jakovic, Jakov, okay, Jakovic. I never thought he'd get less of a chance in AEW. He's got no personality, though. He's good in the ring, but can't cut a compelling promo to save his life. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Jason Stewart adds about the same thing, except he's making less money. <laughs> okay, brutal. <laughs> um, Mark Kellner Harm says, not over in WWE, not over in AEW. So I think he thinks he's kind of running a uh, parallel life. And this one, the last one, Sean Murley, and I'm going to agree with him. Heck of a nice guy in real life and deserves better. I know this because he regularly comes up to uh, my neck of the woods and uh, wrestles in PWA as a guest every now and then. And he's a super cool guy. So he's one of those guys you're like, man, he's up there. Why are they giving him a chance? Yeah. Um, like I said, though, WWE didn't know what to do with him. NXT did. WWE undid it all when he went to the main roster. I'm hoping – I mean, he's the one guy, dude. He's the one guy, Elio, that they re- – they recruited to AEW who made no splash, mm-hmm. you know? And so hopefully, hopefully things will get better there. So those are our look at uh, this week's uh, topics. Thanks for well, people. Hold for, on, we, we, we oh, have one more. 
Oh, I missed one. Go right ahead. Well, no, one more hot topic on uh, about Simon How many hot topics did we do this week? Wow. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. I forgot the Simon Guevara one. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, this one asked, is Semi Guevara dangerous in the ring? And the results are 42% say yes, while 58% say no. Almost split. And I, both, I know both me and you have commented that we thought he's been wrestling a little dangerously lately. Reckless. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Show, definitely showing his inexperience. I'm gonna say hard. I'm gonna say that he's not dangerous in the ring. I don't think he purposely sets out to injure his opponents. He's just like he's just said, in, in, ex, inexperienced. Okay. Okay. Well, but you know what? That's what makes him dangerous. His inexperience at that like level. He, he needs if you're gonna to toss chairs to around, yeah. If you're gonna toss chairs around, maybe you should learn how to toss them. Yeah, I like that you freaked out and you panicked, you picked up the wrong chair. I don't know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Um, wow. Well, there four are, hot there, topics. There some, you got there, two more? Well, there are some comments on this one. Well, let's hear them. All right, so we have Rob Kendall says, stop doing unnecessary safe spot, unsafe spots that everybody realized were unsafe years ago. Mm, okay, that's John, definitely an experience. Josh Sanders says, "Yeah, this guy looks like the friendly ding ding dong ditching. Instead of ringing the doorbell and running, he kicks the door in." That is a funny comment. Thank you. And then this one, uh, this one person, Thomas Dreams, little replied with "LOL." <laughs> that was me. Sorry, I, I I knew that guy, so I told Tom to to, to reply to that. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then on some on. Uh, we have William Tarchi says both were legit accidents, unlike Nia Jax causing injuries left and right. Oh, I, I've seen her do it left, but I don't know if she's been doing it on the right. Curtis Spiker says, I'm going to once again get backlash for this, but I said this before and I will say it again. Matt Hardy is just getting too old, 45, to be performing. All of those high spots. How is it Sammy's fault if Matt misjudged the fault? I mean, it wasn't like when New Jack legitimately tried to kill somebody as a receipt. With regards to the chair, Matt had ample time to get his hands up to protect himself. Mm, yeah, that 0.2 seconds that you're falling. <laughs> Plenty of time to get your hands up. Then there are a whole bunch of other comments here. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, we have Michael J.D. says, I would say no. Nick Byington says, well, the chair thing was 100% Sammy's fault. Matt hitting his head off the spear off the lift was the fault of a misplaced table, not Sammy Guevara. Aaron Myers says, Sammy is 100% more dangerous to himself than the guy he's facing. Guy's a hard bumping fool. That is true. He takes some pretty hilarious bumps. Ryan Borky says, what's dangerous is a high-level national wrestling company in 2020 allowing the wrestlers to, to, to do things like Throw a chair full speed at someone's head and flying table bombs from a scissor lift onto concrete. Gonna have to agree with that. Uh, see, Gene Crossan just says no. And the last comment is RJ Adams says, nah, I can't call him legit dangerous. Inexperienced, yes. I think that's kind of the thing we're getting out of this is uh, it's inexperience that's leading to a culmination of yeah. injuries happening to other people. Um, it's not necessarily Sammy's fault, but definitely he, maybe he shouldn't be in this position yet if he's not quite ready to be able to handle the rigors and the 
Yeah, that's the way I'm going to have to put it on that one. Uh, is, so, is, uh, those are all the hot topics. Uh, no okay. comments. Those are all the comments. All right. Well, folks, let's move over to New Japan. Now, Elio. Yes, sir. Are you getting excited about um, about the uh, Yeah, she won Climax. Can't wait for she won Climax. Two days after NXT UK, and now, okay. You might okay. uh, you might end up putting me in this book because you know how much I miss NXT UK? I actually kind of miss seeing Jimmy as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I miss it enough that I might. Yeah. I, I miss seeing her too. <laughs> I don't miss Nigel McGuinness, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, you know what though, it, there's been so much confusion, like it's always hard getting, uh, stuff from New Japan unless it's big tournaments yep. and things. And you know what? We totally slipped on this. And, uh, I guess on August 29th, uh, we, and I'm sure fans know this and we're just catching up behind, but, uh, evil lost both the intercontinental and the world title back to Naito. I think I I think I brought this up because this was the final um, date of Summer Struggle. I just didn't think that it was like one of those big events. Yeah, yeah. That you know, there's so many of these during this COVID thing where there were just these minor, not really meaningful things that I think we both just kind of ignored it. And then somebody pointed out when they were talking about uh, the the thing about what we're going to talk about. Uh, to me, they they were saying, well, you know, evil. Uh, you know, uh, how will he be presented having one lost the belt so soon? And I was like, lost the belt. And then I went back and I go, oh my goodness, he did lose the belt. <laughs> so, you know what? G1, guys, this is the round robin tournament for wrestling fans. All right? You have two blocks, A and B, each with 10 wrestlers. Each wrestler has to fight every single person in their block until, and they, they, they accumulate points as they go along. At the at the end, the winner of A block faces the winner of B block. The winner of that gets a contract suitcase thing where they can cash that in at the end of the year to challenge for um, the what do you call it the, 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 the for the world heavyweight title. So it's at the Wrestle Kingdom. It's the big thing of the year. It's like almost a WrestleMania. Yeah, I wonder what WrestleMania be like next year. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but I do know this is. The only difference here between this and a guaranteed shot is you can lose that uh, suitcase along the way in the coming months. You can actually, you have to put it up a few times. You have to defend your right to fight. So let's start off and look at uh, block A and block B. First of all, I'm going to read off the block A guys. Okay. And um, we're going to go like, we're going to go yes or no. Yes, meaning these guys are credible. No meaning, uh, okay, they're just kind of fodder for the tournament, all right? Block yeah. A, Koto Abushi. I would say yes. Yes. Tomohiro Ishii. Yes. I would say yes. Oh, yo, yes. Uh, Kazuchiko Okada. Mm. Definitely a yes. Shingo Takagi. Yes. You know, maybe, yeah. Yajiro Takahashi. I would say no. No. He's fodder. Tai Chi. No. She's <laughs> a tough one, though. He has been fodder for years, but for the last year and a half, they've been presenting him as a much more dangerous well, this guy. Is too, he is a champion as well. Yeah. I, um, I think I he still, is he a champion with uh, Zack Sabre or something. Uh, yeah, the tag team champions? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I'm going to say he would kind of be in the middle. Possibly he could do very well. I don't think he has a legitimate chance to win, though. Okay. Uh, Minoru Suzuki. Yes. Okay, now here we're going to say, though, do you think he has a chance of actually winning this tournament? Of winning, no, but... uh, But he's a legitimate contender. being Being in this, yes. Yeah, I'm going to agree don't with make, you. Don't make him angry. Don't leave him out. Do you know what happens if you leave him out of G1 Climax? Yeah, I, I see him attacking a lot of people. I mean, remember the one year where he got himself almost disqualified every time to try and prove a point? <laughs> uh, this is his return. I mean, last year he, was, he wasn't allowed in. Remember, he lost the match to get in. He lost the last place. Yep. Yano, I think it was. Um, he's going to cause a lot of grief and make some exciting matches, but he's not going to win this tournament. Uh, Jeff Cobb. I think Jeff Cobb, I don't think he's going to win the tournament. I think he might, this is his chance to be a big showing. Last year, he didn't show that great. He kind of floated along and was okay. Mm-hmm. This year is a chance for him to make a big splash. Okay. Will Ospreay? It's tough. He's a mid-heavyweight guy going against a lot of uh, big guys here. Um, I say he's legit to be here, but I don't see him as making it to the finals. Yeah, he's not going to go to the finals. And Jay White, well, and Jay yeah. White. I'm going to say yes for Jay yeah. White. Yeah. Now, looking at this block, is there anything that you really like? I'm looking here. I want to see um, – let's see. I want to see – I have to ask, are these, yeah. these two uh, – like, how, see how I had it set up on this uh, table? Are these the ones that are facing each other, or are they facing different ones in their block? Who knows? They haven't set the matches yet. Okay. Okay, this is just a list of people. Okay. Um, I mean, when you look at this list, people I want to see, I want to see Tomohiro Ishii taking on Minoru Suzuki mm-hmm. and Takagi. And I want to see Takagi against Suzuki. Uh, I think Okada and Ibushi is going to be an awesome match. Um, Will Ospreay and uh, Tomohiro Ishii, I don't think they've ever fought each other. Um, so those are some interesting matches in there. Even I'm kind of interested to see Jeff Cobb and Jay White. That might be a cool thing. Yeah, that would that'd be cool. Now, looking at this, who is your – and I'm not going to say your definitive pick, but who right now is your favorite in Block A? In Block A, ooh. I've got two that I'm going to – I'm looking at either Takagi or Tomohiro Ishii. Okay. I'm going to go with Okada or Ibushi. Okay. Okay. Now let's look over at Block B. And here we're going to do it again, okay? Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. Mm. He deserves to yeah. be there, but I don't think he's going to make it into the top finals. Hiroki Goto. Yeah. Yeah, deserves to be there, but I don't think he's going to make it to the top finals either. Toriano. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's for the, the comic com- for the comedy, why not? But he's not gonna make it today. No, out of this but for the com- comic relief, okay. Yoshi no. no, no, no. Uh, Sonata. Yeah. Yep. He's a main event guy. He can make it to the finals. Naito, yes. Of course, Naito, the defending champion. Evil, yes. Evil, yes. Zach Saber Junior. Yep. Mm, you think so? Okay. I'm not sure. I'm on the fence with Zach Sabre. Juice Robinson. Hmm. I'm going to go with no one. Juice, Juice Robinson? Robinson? I'm yeah. going to have 
Juice Robinson, I um, that's a tough one too. I don't know. Kenta, Kenta, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, matches in here that'd be going to be cool. Uh, I want to see Zack Saber Jr. and Yano. I want to see Yano frustrating the hell out of Zack Saber Jr. I think that would be interesting. Um, I want to see Kenta versus Evil. They're both the high-ranking guys in the Bullet Club. What do they do when they face each other? Uh, We've already Uh, seen this match. Evil and Sonata. How about those? Yeah, and Evil and Sonata, those two uh, former tag team champions who hate each other. So Kenta and Aido. Okay, now who are you picking as your? Naido and Kenta. Naido and Kenta. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with. Um, ooh, I'm gonna go with Naido and E. No, you know what? I'm gonna go with Sonata and Evil. Okay. Okay. Those are my picks for coming out there. Now, folks, the G one's coming up. I'm not sure how we're going to to report it. I don't know if me and Ellie are going to try and do every after every show or after every couple shows. Uh, we can't obviously let it go a week, but we got to get some recaps in there and, and see how the things are going. We're going to try and uh, really cover this this year, interestingly. And uh, we uh, it's going to be a hell of a journey. And I'm really glad you guys are along for the ride. Because now we have the aftermath. Now we have the aftermath show. So. <laughs> yeah, and quarantine and a whole bunch of stuff we never had last year. So folks, we're going to take a break right now. Um, when we come back, we're going to get into some AEW Dynamite. And uh, I just want to say, um, if you have any comments or questions or things or concerns, Elio, tell the people where they can write. All right. So you can, fans, you can write us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram at Wrestling POV One, and then on Twitter at Wrestling POV. Hi, this is Mr. Beefy Goodness Vance Nevada, and you are listening to WPOV Global. It's this time of the show where we get into AEW Dynamite. Um, thank goodness. I'm going to say right off the bat here, um, this was a way better AEW than the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I like I think so. Yeah. There was lots of things I liked about there. There were some weak parts. We're going to go over some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think I enjoyed the show. Okay. Uh, actually, I very much enjoyed the show. Now, we, it starts off with, um, okay, the two limousines pulling up beside each other, like, and out comes... Tony Schiavone standing in the middle. These two limousines are parking. Out comes MJF and Chris Jericho. Oh, okay. that's part of this. Okay. Okay. They come up and start talking to each other. Uh, and they're kind of kissing each other's ass. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, Chris Jericho's like, oh, you were cheated and you're going to be a future world champion. And MJF's like, I don't say it enough, but you, you are going to be the, you're going to get your belt back and blah, blah, blah. So you, it's they're just overly kiss each other's ass. Then as they walk away, they cut to one of those secret cameras. And as they're far enough away from each other, they both look at the camera and they're like, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> so I'm thinking that's the setup sometime down the road for an MJF, um, Chris Jericho uh, thing. Who do you, who though, who do you make the good guy in this one? I mean, this is a tough one. I mean, uh, Chris Jericho has well, people. People game. hate hate people hate him. Chef, I'd make Jericho the good guy because uh, people love singing along with his music. Yeah, but Jericho also has a crew of bad guys. If you turn him, that means you're turning four other guys. Oh, it's yeah, it's true. That's why it's a hard one. Oh, yeah, MGF. Everyone hates MGF. <laughs> do we just, or do we just keep this kind of on the back burner and just sort of? 
fuel it slowly until down the road when Jericho loses all his cronies. And then, you know. Yeah, because eventually yeah, the inner circle's not going to last forever. No, and, and let's face it. Uh, I think you get more mileage out of uh, MJF as a bad guy and Chris Jericho as a good guy in that yep. than you would the other way. Uh, so that was that was an interesting start. Uh, okay. We cut into the ring. We have the Lucha Brothers taking on the Jurassic Express. This was a good match, actually. I enjoyed this match. It was. Two things really come out of this match that strike me. One, uh, I was worried that maybe Jurassic Express have now become the, the no team. They've fallen out. You know, they're no longer in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're facing the Lucha Brothers. And I'm like, oh, crap, they're going to lose this match and go further down. However, how, man, how desperate are the Lucha Brothers when they can't even win against Jurassic Express? And what is going on with the infighting between Penta and uh, Phoenix? Yeah, I would get it if the teams were in fighting. If you had, you know, the Lucha Brothers arguing with Butcher and the Blade, but uh, Ray Phoenix got super pissed at, at his brother, and then his brother got pissed back. And it yeah. was, yeah, this was a quite the breakdown. Uh, Eddie Kingston, man, he sure portrays himself as a very and, angry person. And this is the part that you were talking about, Eddie Kingston, about how he never, he was never eliminated. Well, Yes. Now I brought that up. I, and, and I brought it up because we had just freshly watched the show and it stuck in my mind. We started a thing. I didn't have a chance to look back. And I remember saying to you last week, I said, I don't think Eddie, Eddie Kingston should have been eliminated because if I recall, he climbed through the ropes, uh, started arguing with the snake and all that stuff, climbed back up onto the turnbuckles, didn't enter the ring and then got tossed over for the loss. Now, I said, I don't think he lost. Like, you know, is that a mistake? Because sometimes we've seen AEW can make some stupid mistakes. Was that a mistake? Nobody said a word. But this week, Eddie hinted to the fact, yes, I was not eliminated properly. Go read the rules, he said. <laughs> Obviously, a nod to the fact that he was not tossed over the top. Wow. Right? <laughs> he, he, so, so, so technically, he should be Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston as a final two. Yes. Now, here's a question I ask about is, I get that Eddie Kingston is kind of using these guys to get in there, but could you have picked two mm, seemingly meaningless teams? I mean, <laughs> Butcher and the Blade have not won forever and a day. And uh, the I mean, Lucha Brothers seem to be on a terrible were, losing streak. I thought they were actually like doing something with them for a while there. I mean, they gave mm-hmm. them some, something to work with have them uh, like do some spots in uh, like when it was battle royals but now they're back to mm-hmm. doing losing yeah so i'm not sure what to think of that that that's not a good sign for um uh for that whole group but maybe it benefits eddie kingston and i don't know lucha brothers i'm not sure why they're fighting each other and butcher did you catch did you catch eddie kingston making fun of neville and ally you know, when he was trying to bring them back together. Yeah, like, wait, when hey. he, said, he said, your little yeah. British friend isn't here. Yeah, and where's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> wait, who did he say that to? Which one? Uh, to Blade, because uh, Blade, he's married to Allie. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. So Jurassic Park gets the win. Uh, seems like there's dissension among the ranks of Eddie Kingston's group. But Kingston pretty much kicks everyone. He looks like he gets super mad when he was like 
going at uh, Phoenix, he was just like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, and it was yeah. just like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> and, then, and then he too, but he's like, you know, he's my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. Everyone needs a best friend like Eddie Kingston. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but I don't know if this is a weird faction that he's put together. They're an odd faction. They are. Man. Let's hope they do something with them. Uh, moving on, we have uh, Jake. Okay, you know what? We've learned something important here. Jake Roberts is a great promo if it's not live. He redeemed himself with a very strong, good promo here, him and Lance Archer. Yep. Uh, out in the back in the rain or whatever. It was it was good. But do not give this man a microphone oh. live. Because yeah, those no. we it's saw like, the last couple weeks. are not good. No. You remember that crap where he was like, oh, look, it's the Flintstone. They never ever even explained what... He never explained what the hell he was babbling about. Oh, it's yeah. the Flintstones. And that was oh, bam, bam. And, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, okay, we learned that. Um, we cut over to um, to Matt Hardy coming out. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy explaining that, you know, he didn't get a concussion, but he's going to take a little time off and then come back and go after belts. It was a nice show of respect. People really, uh, you know, they really respect Matt Hardy. I still question it, okay? You know, I have a friend. We talk wrestling after while and he said to me well you know they say that uh uh, hardy didn't really get a concussion and he passed the you know uh the the doctor's examination went back out and i'm thinking in my mind that's bullshit i mean any team that you do like concussion protocol it takes a lot more than five minutes right and then my friend said and i wanted to point out he said well you know what uh hardy said he was okay to play I went back in and I'm like, yeah, every single uh, sports person who's ever been injured, nobody, unless their limbs are falling off them and they're, you know, they all say they're okay. Mm -hmm. That's why there's concussion protocol because there are many people who get legit concussions who just say, no, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I think Matt Hardy takes more care of himself than Jeff. Jeff is like reckless. Yeah. In the ring. True. But he sold his soul to the devil, so he won't exactly die. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, a nice little tribute uh, for Matt Hardy. Yep. Um, We go off. Hey, I haven't seen this guy a long time. Angelico from The Hybrid 2. Yeah. Taking on Orange Cassidy. Mm -hmm. And uh, Orange Cassidy, what do you do with this guy now? I mean, he beat Jericho. Yeah, where is he going out? But but he's sort of in a... well, he's sort of an attraction because if he just keeps wrestling, then he loses the kind of what made him cool. So uh, I liked how Angelico was presented as um, a submission guy. They talked a lot about they, you know, he had a lot of kind of cool looking mixed judo kind of uh, holds going on, which which I found unique. I found it weird. Like it seems lately the commentary is either, either it's really on or it's really off. Mm-hmm. You know, right now it's really on at this moment because they're talking and they're really making Angelico seem like an important person. Uh, Orange Cassidy, I mean, if you take away all his lazy crap, he is a good wrestler. Yeah. But nobody cared about that. But you can't have the lazy crap every week. So I'm not sure how you make him a wrestler full time. I don't know. Uh, so he takes the win here. Um, did, did you notice that they stopped calling it the, the Superman punch? Today it was the orange punch. The orange punch, yeah. 
Orange punch. Yeah. So uh guess we don't want I, is it because you know what? We just may confuse him with Roman Reigns. At the end of this match, Orange Cassidy takes the win. Santana and Ortiz come out and bring out the old retractable rod and the mad ball. And they beat nope. him down until the best friends come running out yep. and uh, break it up. And then Chuck, the most eloquent of them all on the mic, says, we're tired of what you guys have done. We're, we're no longer going to come here and just try and wrestle you. Now we want to hurt you. And uh, you want to grab everything. You want to use everything. Well, why don't next week we just meet out in the parking lot and have ourselves a parking I don't want to see this feud anymore. I'm done. Yeah, I was done with it last week. So hopefully this is the end of it. Yeah, hopefully this please, is the end. Please be the end. You know, I like both teams, but the whole shtick of it was that he, you know, ruined his mother's van is just so pathetic. <laughs> and did you catch the shirt that uh, Orange Cassidy was wearing? Uh, no. Did you, see, did you notice his T-shirt? Okay, you got to go back and watch it. Okay. He's literally in a picture where... It's a taken picture of Trent's minivan and it's opened up and his mom's in the front seat and the two of them are in the back seat and they're all looking. <laughs> Who the hell is going to buy that shirt? That's terrible. All righty. Santana and Ortiz agree to the match. They take off. Then the three of them hug. As you know, it was going to happen. Um, how about this? Alex Marvez goes to interview the Young Bucks, knocks on their door, and they super kick him. I don't care. Boom. Yeah. There's two <laughs> things that came off very bad in the segment. One, take a look at Matt Jackson's super kick. Very, very sad, low, not a lot of effort. And then also glance over the shoulder and notice that they're not in a dressing room. They're in a, a janitor's mop closet. <laughs> you can clearly see that it's not a dressing room. It's a mop closet. <laughs> I don't know why you just wouldn't go over and tell everyone to shut up and use the bone. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Please do not give us a wedding on wrestling. <laughs> These never, they wrestling, never work out. They, not only do they never work out, but they're also just shitty. Yeah. You know? They never end well. They're just terrible segments. They're always terrible segments. And now, this is even taking it further to the worst, though, is the whole segment to introduce the best man. Mm-hmm. Holy crud! Um, I got a kick out of uh, the big fat dude who came out, and then, oh, no, 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 you're the best guy because yeah, yeah, yeah. my Twitch. And then um, Brian Pillman Jr. coming out and uh, showing that you should learn mm-hmm. how to use punctuation because. No, I didn't, say, I didn't say you were the best man. I said you were the best man. Yeah. Uh, but then this actually made me feel good, and I'm glad uh, this guy signed here. Uh, bringing out Miro, the the former um, Rusev. Rusev, Rusev just got such shitty treatment in the WWE for a guy who was really getting over with fans. He's kind of like Zack Ryder. He, you know, he started this whole movement, and the WWE just pissed on it because they didn't do it. So I'm glad he's getting a chance. It'll be interesting to see him. He's a big dude, which you needed more credible big dudes in AEW. So go Miro, Miro, whatever you want to call him. Um, the, okay, uh, I'm not sure I like this. I thought this was, I don't know, just weird. The, the Adam Page interview mm. um, where he's sitting there drinking and, talk, and talking about how he's messed up and all this. But you know what? He, uh, he thinks that uh, him and Kenny have a chance. He's going to get his crap together and they're going to go back after FTR and get those belts. 
I'm thinking, um, okay, it just came off as kind of odd. Yeah. Um, we then go to, I'm going to say, I have a really, I like and I hate this next match. Okay. Uh, Chris Jericho, J Jake Hager versus Joy Janela and Sonny Kiss in a no DQ match. It's a no DQ match, but everyone is tagging in normally. Everyone's acting like it's a normal match. I don't understand why they even bothered making it a no DQ match because whatever. Uh, I noticed that Joey Janela seems like uh, Chris Jericho's mini me, which is weird. Um, maybe he should do that as a gimmick. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of um, a lot of stuff for Sunny Kiss here. They really high like highlighted Sunny Kiss quite a bit in this match more than I thought. I, I really wish they would highlight Jake Hager a little more. You know, he doesn't. I think he would be a lot scarier, a lot more effective if people actually saw him do stuff. Because it doesn't seem he does a lot of stuff. And he can. We know that. Um, okay, match. Uh, like I said, they're just dumb problems with it at the end. In the end, uh, Jericho and Hager win. Mm -hmm. um, now, now, just, they're, now they're going after the tag team championships. Yeah. I Do you really? <laughs> I just don't really see them in FTR really mixing it up i don't know Jericho said they're going after the championships i can't really see them as a tag team champions yeah okay yeah um then we cut over to um the ring celebration no no first sorry no, it was an mjf segment yeah the mjf segment fires all of his things T typical heel it's everybody's fault that he lost the uh, lost the the championship uh, opportunity it's everyone's fault but is <laughs> do we have a problem tj oh, oh good because i thought for a minute there we had a problem yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> i know you signed my checks and not rick <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm just i'm waiting for that term here's the thing um as funny as that was for a second or interesting or whatever you want to call that right yeah. you know what the real problem here is what Wardlow is a giant big dude who yep. any wrestling company would want to sign. Right. So why would he say, oh, you signed my checks, whatever, I quit, because there's no way in hell Tony Khan is not giving him a contract. <laughs> right. Or you, you could say you're under contract. You know, that, that's why you can't lose because you're under contract. Well, then break the contract because, I mean – you just tell, you know, MJF, I'm just going to haunt you and beat you anyways. Like, it's funny for one sec, but it's the kind of thing where when you think about it logically, it doesn't work. Okay? So we're obviously going to see, and only in the, I guess, only works in wrestling. Because, I mean, I, this is going to be the same thing, I think, of like Ted DiBiase and Virgil back in the day. Yeah. You know? All right. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't really work because – Nowhere in this world. I mean, if we want to be realistic, AEW, is Wardlow going to bring in the labor boards and relationships? <laughs> to MJF and say, look at the way I've been treated. This is ridiculous. It's on video. Like, not going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. All I got to say about this one is, um, obviously, Wardlow is going to be uh, a face down the road. This is going to – definitely, this is leading up to – it has been for a while, though. I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, how much further is it going to go? I guess we'll have to see. Um, next, we cut up to, to John Moxley doing, I'm going to say, a lackluster interview. You know? 
it's kind of weird. It was just sort of a weird interview for a champion. Uh, yeah, things just ain't getting any easier, are they? Like, no, you're the world champion. It shouldn't be getting easier. <laughs> um, so, you know, he talks about Archer coming up. Um, I guess we'll see that. Uh, these kind of things I always hate, too. The celebration yes. of so. a championship win. Uh, so FTR comes out. They've got cake, and they've got their coolers, and they've got all the, 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 the pertinent tag teams around the ring except the Young Bucks. And uh, they're talking about how they're going to, you know, revolutionize and, and set the web industry. I want to say this, and uh, I don't really, I'm not that super high on FTR. Like everyone keeps calling them the greatest tag team and blah, blah. But let's face it, until they got to AEW, they didn't really, they were treated like shit in the in And didn't do much in the special main roster. Yeah, and they actually haven't fought a hell of a lot in AEW. So why do we keep treating them like they're the second coming of the fucking Road Warriors? Like, yeah, they, they just got know, there. They, How can they be the best tag team when they just got there? They're, they're the weird case of where they're saying it and everyone's going, yeah, they are. No, why? <laughs> okay, I'll say they're cool. They got the old school feel, but they certainly – you know what? If old school wrestling was all that shit hot with you kids – uh, you wouldn't shit on it and you'd be watching it more. <laughs> so why is it that one tag team you're like, uh, you know, regaling them and yet you nobody likes that style of wrestling anyway. So just very confusing. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, I laughed at when they were, this was mean but funny is when they uh, started looking over at Kazarian and Chris, uh, Christopher Daniels and they're like, oh man, we grew up watching you guys. <laughs> they're like old, old men. We grew up watching you and idolizing you guys. Oh, man, too bad you guys weren't on your prime. You could give us a good match. <laughs> it's just like you dicks. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, why, why was Billy Gunn and his son even at the, the side? They have not even done one match on Dynamite. Why are they there? You know, I'd yeah, just because out. Billy Gunn is a big name doesn't automatically push him to the front of the line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then they get then they mix it up with Jurassic Express. I did think it was pretty funny when they said that they were cosplayers. <laughs> Look at this one guy dressing up as Tarzan and the other one dressed up like a lizard. Well, they're all lying. Now, now, I had a friend who watched this and just told me the joke that came out of it. And I, don't, I know you don't watch it. You don't watch uh, Being be an Elite, do you? No. Okay. Uh, one of the segments that they had on there, which was pretty damn funny, was Luchasaurus talking about how he dated, because, you know, he's a dinosaur and he's been around forever, how right. he dated um, Martha Hart. No, not Martha Hart. Uh, Stu Hart's wife, Helen Hart. That oh. he dated Helen Hart, but it was okay. It was before Stu had met her. Which is a pretty funny joke, to be honest. Uh, but it's also funny to have FTR call him a cosplayer. Look at this guy dressing like a dinosaur. So yeah, <laughs> kind of both ways, I guess, with that. Uh, it's just like Jungle Boy. I like, I like his wrestling style. Yeah. But how far can you go with a gimmick called Jungle Boy? <laughs> like seriously, is he going to become Jungle Man? And now we take him seriously? Like, it's just dumb. Uh, anyhow, uh, they get pissed off. Um, they circle the ring. FTR is kind of tries to get out. Then when they're outside, Marco Stunt hands them the cooler and they dump all the ice all over uh, FTR, who get even madder. And then all the other wrestlers hop in the ring and eat their cake. 
well, they kind of skulk off, which is, I guess, I thought for sure when you see a cake in a wrestling ring, usually somebody's going into that cake. <laughs> so I was very surprised that uh, nobody did. Um, so FTR, that'll be next week's match, I believe. FTR will be taking on um, Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express. And I don't, I don't hold a lot of luck for uh, Jurassic Express here. I'm sorry. I don't think that this nope. is their time. Um, then, uh, okay, we, uh, your favorite guy came out. Taz. Sheep Captain Orange. You know, the, the orange one. No, he did. Ricky Stars came out. Well, I'm sure you're mistaken. Taz, no, I'm sure you're mistaken. Taz is your favorite. <laughs> now, I know Taz is your favorite commentator, <laughs> manager, just all around pen pal. And then he brings out his buddy. I don't know um, where you heard that. My audio uh, tuned out. It should. Um, Ricky Starks comes out dressed like Darby Allen again. And it was pretty funny. He's like, oh, I'm hurt. I can't go skateboarding with my friends. You know, just mocking uh, Darby, which was kind of funny. Um, and then threatening that he's going to kill him afterwards. Um, then we have Taya Conte, who just got signed, by the way, this, this day with AEW. I have a question. This I is have an answer. answer. This is her first night in AEW. Why would you put her in there with Nyla Rose? Why not? Nyla Rose isn't the champion. She's just another wrestler. I mean, if you're uh, in the company and but she lost on her first night, though. Yeah, but what? Okay, your first night and you're just signed to wrestling, and let's say you're a lot taller, and you you got in there, and uh, they say to you, "We're going to give you like one of the top people in your division." If you're confident and whatever, you'll be like, yeah, because if you – she pins Nyla Rose, that puts her – jumps her – a lot of attention on her right now. Okay? Uh, anyways, she doesn't. She doesn't pin Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose no, now hates her. Actually, a lot of this took place during that commercial. But as they're going to lay a beating on her, out comes Sheeta with yeah. a candlestick. Kind of scares her off in a way. Um Where's the dark order? I thought Taya or I thought Tyla Conti here went off with uh, Anna Jay. Actually, Anna Jay is still waiting on her answer. Oh, okay. I saw it on Twitter. She's still waiting. Okay, I was confused. I'm I'm glad that now not only do I have to watch wrestling, but I have to follow along with Twitter and Instagram. To <laughs> I, just the story lines because, I just I just know this because I follow her on Twitter. And she always puts out tweets like that. You cyber stalker, you. All right. <laughs> do not send her penis pictures, dude. We do not need that trouble on WWE Global. All right. Uh, then we go to, uh, well, we go to an interview with Kenny Omega. There's a pre-done one. Uh, Kenny's not wearing his stupid shorts, which was, which was nice. That's a good thing. He actually kind of looked like a wrestler, which is better. Um he talked a bit about the chemistry, uh, how he come into the AEW. Uh, he thought he was supposed to be the singles guy, but then he found Adam Page. They found this great chemistry. He thought maybe this was his role. But I found this very interesting. Let's contrast this with Adam Page, who was talking about let's. he was getting ready to take a rerun with Kenny against uh, FTR. Meanwhile, Kenny's saying pretty much he doesn't want to do tag teams anymore. He's done. He's he's off to do be a single star. and. That's the last thing on his mind. So that's curious. We'll have to see where that goes. Um, then we get to the main event of the evening. 
and that is Brody Lee putting his belt up against Dustin Rhodes. Your thoughts on this? Um, to me, it was just uh, much uh, the same as we knew Brody Lee was going to win, so pretty much the same as his match against Cody. For me, just there. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of knew that Dustin Rhodes wasn't really yeah. an incredible ch- challenger. I mean, if anything, the only matches he's been doing is tag team matches, so why is he getting a title shot, obviously, yep. for his brother? Um, there was a few interesting things. I mean, he's still a good wrestler, okay? Uh, and I find him interesting, but not once did I really think he was going to lay out Cody Lee and take that belt. Because, because what are they going to do? If give him tell them they're going to do Cody Dustin too? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know what, though? Just because of the placement and who it was and stuff, I was not hot of this as the main event. I would have been better if this match had been late, earlier in the card. It kind of sad that it was the, the takeout part. What would you put in the main event? On this card? Yeah. Mm. How about... Uh... Oh, you're right. There isn't... A... I'm going back and I mean, there are good <laughs> matches here, but nothing that's great. Um, that really sense. I mean, Inner Circle is always, is always finds their way into a main event spot. Yeah, maybe Janela and Kiss versus uh, Jericho and Hager, maybe. Yeah. But uh, all in all, I say, you know, we've been worried the last little while. Quality of AEW has not been the best this last little while. Mm-hmm. But I think this was definitely a step forward. It established some new feuds, some new things. It wrapped up a few things. All in all, I'm going to give this a B plus. B+. Yeah, I was seeing the same thing. B plus. This was much better shown than AEW's been recently. That is true. So, I guess uh, that's going to wrap us up this week. Uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to mention that we do sell some t-shirts now. Exciting. Go to www prowrestlingtees.com backslash wrestling POV. And there are a couple of t-shirts you can choose from. They're each $19.95. I think there might even, every now and then there's a sale. Last week there was like a 20% off sale. There are four different designs to choose from. One of which is a global t-shirt. It's uh, a white t-shirt with our cool logo on it, the gold and, and uh, you know what, everything, all these t-shirts, it isn't really easy or cheap to run a site where we have continuing shows, including, you know, a video show and other things. All the t-shirts that you people purchase goes towards funding this to help, help us get more out there. So support us and get yourself a great t-shirt. Three designs for Wrestling POV, one for Global. I believe, El- uh, not Elio, I almost said Elio, my goodness. I believe Miguel has a t-shirt coming out soon. So like I said, uh, take a chance on them. They're great t-shirts. And uh, it's been a pretty good week, Elio. Yep. Um, there seemed like a lot of wrestling. We're, and it's just going to get worse because <laughs> we're just going to be watching the G1 and we're going to be loving it. At least that'll give us the fuel. G1 always excites me. It's an exhausting amount of wrestling at weird yeah. times to watch, but I love it. I love it so they're, much. They're, they're, they're fun. Actually, um, G1 Climax, uh, you wouldn't know it, but like uh, – they're like four hours, I believe they are. Yep, each card is about four hours, but only two. It, does, it, does, it doesn't even doesn't even feel like four hours that well, when no. you're sitting there watching. And fans, if it's if you're only interested in the tournaments and you're not really interested in the playoff matches, just skip all of those. I mean, it cuts the card in half. You 
it's two hours and there's usually like four matches of each block that night. So yeah, good stuff. Um, Elio, I want to thank you for joining me again this week. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've had some uh, really fun shows. Boy, that was a kind of a cool episode of Quarantine we did the other day. We had uh, on, Rudy uh, Boy Gonzalez. Yep, on yeah. wrestling schools. Rudy was actually really cool. And, of course, Tony phoning in from – Tony, the head trainer for uh, new for the New Japan uh, Dale Fojo oh, – Fale Dojo. I keep calling it the Dale. The Fale Dojo. <laughs> the Dale Fojo? Dale Fojo. The Fale Dojo. <laughs> he phoned in from, Austria, uh, from New Zealand oh, and wow. was on live with us. And, you know, we had uh, a trainer, uh, one of the head trainers for CWE Wrestling out of Winnipeg. So we had a lot of guys who knew about training. We had some other wrestlers on there. You know, we had Andy and Raven. Pretty fun time. Folks, we have a bunch of new guests coming up on some of our shows and some cool topics. But uh, for now, uh, I just want to say to everybody, the COVID's still there. We're still wondering where things are going. We're all holding our breaths and wondering where life's going to take us. You know what? Keep safe. Keep clean. Wash your hands. And uh, wear a mask. I mean, it really is, it doesn't take away my, I don't really think it takes my rights. I'm not going to get into politics. People have, I know, I know some people have, you know, their own interpretations. For me, uh, we're Canadians, me and Elio, so we're all yep. about being polite. And wearing a mask is just being polite to other people, too. I can handle more politeness in this world. Elio? Yes, sir. It's that, that time of the day, my friend. So all right. People. Bands, we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you.